How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hello, and welcome to Gaze on Film. This podcast is where we, a pair of gays, talk about what we're watching. I'm Ned. And I'm Declan. And in this episode, we will be covering Cocaine Bear. Did you not want to say, we will be doing Cocaine Bear? Bear. Okay. And in this episode... (laughs) Oh, oh, that question was, were you avoiding saying that? Not, you should. Know what I mean? Yeah, but I'm going to... Okay, go on. And in this episode, <laughs> we'll be doing we'll be doing cocaine bear. That didn't land. Um, my comedic timing is not natural. I know, and it, mine hasn't rubbed off on you after nearly two years, which is such a shame. Well, can you start injecting a bit of it into this podcast, please? Yeah. <laughs> Remember... Dear listeners, there will be spoilers once we get to the headline feature, so as always, do proceed with caution. But before we get to that, King, I'm dying to know what you've been watching since we last recorded. Okay, so we've had a lovely day today. Um, We fly off to Lisbon tomorrow, which will be a Sunday. So this chilled Saturday that we've had, we went to the cinema earlier and we watched a film, which... (laughs) You tend to do at the cinema. We've also this evening then. Is this that comedic timing? We've also about? this evening been to see a podcast live for the many with former Home Secretary Jackie Smith and broadcaster Ian Dale, which was fun, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I bring that up because we just had a nice day of like cultural oh, things. Just a lovely day. I know. The saying I was like, I like going on holiday on a Sunday because you get that Saturday to kind of. Have a nice chill. Yeah, I've never really. We had to paint. We had like no. But switching off on Friday and knowing that I wasn't going away till Sunday, you do really get to. I think we go to Mallorca on a Monday. So we've got even. Oh well, we've got quite a busy weekend that weekend. Seeing Hans Zimmer. Oh yeah, but that was still. Which is also movie related. Fab. But the movie we saw today (laughs) was. Women Talking, which I've been wanting to see for a while. It's had quite a limited release, um, but it is Oscar-nominated for, I want to say, Best Adapted Screenplay, which is warranted having seen the film. Mm. I wish it had got a bit more Oscars love for some yeah. director, restore. It or... felt very awards It did, it did. 
But I think we should maybe start where you said that line you said about how it summed up the patriarchy or something you've never seen. So, like, yeah, basically, I absolutely loved it. I gave it five stars. Mm. Um, The first 40-ish minutes um, is some of the most clearly and... What's the word? Like, depthly. Deep. Clear and (laughs) deep. The most clear and deep explanation of the patriarchy that I think I've ever seen on screen, which is just fantastic. And because it did all of that in the first 40 minutes, it allowed you to kind of get... Where you needed to get to. Yeah, get involved in the characters, like who they were, what they were about, why they were doing what they were doing. And then for the rest of the film, you were really on board, really um, invested. um, And I was just rooting for every single one of them. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I loved... So the film, for people who don't know, is kind of... It, it's a it's a very talk-heavy film. Most of the scenes are set with a group of women discussing what to do about um, sexual and violent attacks that have been... They've all been through mm-hmm. um, in this religious... What do they call it? They're a well, colony. Not, not a colony, they call that's it. A colony. it. Um, and it's got some great people in with amazing performances. Claire Foy... Um, Jesse Buckley. Jesse Buckley. <laughs> uh, Numi Rapace. Um, she in yeah, she wasn't she the the pregnant one? No. I'm sure it was. I don't think it was Numi Rapace. Well, that, you, but... Oh, it might be actually. I'm thinking of a different person. I'm thinking of um, the French lady from Portrait of a... It's not, fire. it's not, it's Rooney Mara, which I always get them two mixed up because it it's got a slight Noomi and Rooney. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's got a little, few little things with Frances McDormand in as well, who also produced or was part yeah. of the production of the film. But it's just, it's a, I'm saying to Ned after we, when we got out and we were discussing it, I was like, it was so grown up. And do you know what I especially all loved of the, about how it. they all had completely different perspectives of, of the mm. violence that they've been through. And I what don't I want to spoil it in case you see it. it. I think I'm going to make the comment that you're about to. All right, okay. Is it was really cleverly, like, it maintained an air of mystery about time and place. Yeah, but don't say any more. And I'll say nothing yeah. more. Um, but on that reveal, I think things start to fall into place, and it's really, really fantastic. I mean, it was already quite riveting. Yeah. But when that mystery is solved... The... The when the the cloud is lifted, yeah. Um, it was great. So I mean, as this um episode comes out on Tuesday the sixth of March, it should still be in cinemas um for a little while. If not, it'll probably head to streaming. It's MGM, so which is now owned by Amazon, so it'll probably go on Amazon Prime. Um, it's not particularly long either. So it's an hour and forty forty minutes, I think. So um, a really good one to watch Sunday afternoon as soon as you're on streaming. Um, And I'd recommend it to absolutely everybody. Yeah. So the other film was Your Place or Mine that I put on, um, which the reason I put it in, we watched it quite a while ago, but... Um, we were a bit light because we. I think we record, recorded two film, two episodes this week, so we've been quite busy, so we haven't watched all that much. But it's got Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher in. 
oh, um, I and it's like this. It at all. No, um, if you want a cringy rom com um, that isn't very good, don't watch this. Watch something else. <laughs> <laughs> But it's on Netflix, so it's one of those things. It's like I imagine some people who aren't, who don't know the re- release calendar like I do, must just go on the telly on an evening and go, "Oh, that looks all right." Netflix have probably placed it as in like the top three films with the algorithms that they have. Yeah, and I bet loads of people will watch it, and you think, like, far more people will have seen your place or mine than women talking, which and, is a travesty. Yeah, but. Um, that's the kind of broken world we live in now. It is. It is. It is. And this week was the return of The Mandalorian, which has a new vibe to it, like a, a bit of a... I can't quite describe it. But all I'll say is it was great to see Baby Yoda. Mm. But I would say at this point in the first episode, nothing much really happened. And as the as the series premiere, I thought... Oh, I was that's... quite into it. You fell asleep. I fell asleep, but it was late and I was tired. But the bits, uh, and I was still listening. It wasn't a long episode, and I feel like it's gearing up. It will. I think the series is going to have big things, and I, it it feels better quality. I don't know, mm. but as we've said with Star Wars, following Andor, yeah. I think is a bit of a challenge. But while let's we're on see the topic happens. of the Mandalorian, though, I'd like to out a polite request to the drag community somebody needs to call themselves Amanda Lorian I reckon somebody is Amanda if you're out there get in touch we'd <laughs> a love big to do some Star promo. Wars geeky drag queen yeah I can imagine yeah I'm also we're also getting to um weekly episodes of Servant which I watch without Ned which because it's the fourth season I've watched it from the start the Apple TV show M. Night Shyamalan produces and has directed in the past. Okay. Um, it's gearing up towards its end and the mystery is starting to show itself as to what's going on. Um, I'm not going to ponder on it too much because I think when I talk about Apple TV shows, there's about probably me and maybe one other person that actually subscribes to the tri- streaming service. But whilst we're on that topic, I will say to people, churn and about... Like look at Netflix chair. Yeah, like look at genuinely with all these subscription services, I would genuinely recommend cancelling Netflix these days because it's really not great and investing in some other um streaming services. I would say the best two currently in the UK are now TV because you get all of the Sky and HBO Max mm. stuff on there um, with Succession Season 4 coming yeah. very soon. And then Apple TV, my watch list for it is, like, crazy. And every week they are dropping a brand new kind of show that I just, like, I need to watch that, I need to watch that. I probably won't get around to watching them all. But on my list still, we've still got Seferent, Slow Horses, Shining Girls, Blackbird, C, Echo 3, Liaison, Shrinking. And they've got some really big stuff. Like, Shrinking's got bloody Harrison Ford in it, so... Yeah, Um, I think maybe something to consider for the meticulous among us is to keep an eye on what's coming out and what's what's on and rotate your streaming services if you want to still see stuff from the different ones but you can't pay for it all. I think it's weird though because I think everything else in our lives that we've subscribed to in the past before streaming services come about, I'm thinking gym subscriptions, 
a lot of that has relied on the fact that you pay and you put your card details in and once you've got them you don't you care. don't ever really go and i think a lot of people are like that with the likes of netflix and i even feel that because i think it was the I first one and i can't it's... remember the last thing i got invested in on netflix i attempted to watch that 90s show oh apparently it wasn't very good no i mean i used to watch that 70s show while i was a bit but wasn't most of the the old cast didn't even come back for it or something they all did cameos in the first episode. But not like... But it's not about the old yeah, cast. Yeah. But no, definitely recommend. And then with Creed 3 coming out yesterday, as of recording, which we will hopefully see when we get back from Lisbon, I need to still watch Creed 2, but you watched it. What did you think? I watched it first thing this morning, because I woke up a bit early, and I absolutely loved it. Oh, it was brilliant. Um, Better than the first? Yeah. It wouldn't have... Mm, yeah, I think it it would hold its own without the first as well. Um, although I do like how the franchise is becoming quite strong in and of itself. Um, you know, is Sylvester Stallone in the second one as much as he is the first? Yeah, he's, he is. He's still like a a key character because he's not in the third one. Is he not? No. Um, Which is apparently making box office bangs. Oh my god, it looks fantastic. I know. And Michael B. Jordan and jo- uh, Jonathan Mayers, Myers, Mayers, Majors <laughs> have said they want to be like the new Al Pacino and Robert De Niro where they just work together loads and do loads of films together, which I am. Well, I'm for. here for it. I mean, I've not even seen Creed 3 yet, but those two, I think, are fantastic talents. I like everything yeah. Michael B. Jordan does. They catch my eye. It very much feels like the era of Jonathan Majors. Um, yeah, it seems to be everywhere at the moment. Mm, especially um, with that Sundance film that premiered, Magazine Dreams, that's just been picked up by a studio, so it'll probably come out around awards time next. Oh, yeah. So yeah, might, well, get, I think his, I gave, might get his first Oscar nom. I is gave what people Creed say. Four or four and a half, and I bet you won't go that high, but I think you'll still love it. You know me so well. Yeah. It's like women talking, you give that five. I think I was four and a half. Oh, I loved it. it I loved it as well. So but I've told it. you my rules about fives. Yeah, I know. So. I was so into it. Anyway, what's been in the news, King? So I want to talk Oscars because when this episode goes out, it is officially Oscars week. So they're on TV next weekend? On Sunday night. Yeah. Late into Monday, but I would say this is Oscars week. As in Sunday night the 5th of March or Sunday night, the 12th, 5 plus 7. 12th. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but before I get to that, I did just want to talk about something a bit funny that was in the news. Um, you know, the, Rogers the Musical that was in Hawkeye? I could do oh, this yeah, all yeah. day. Is it becoming a thing? Yes. But, temporary expectations, oh, okay. they're just doing it at Disneyland. Oh. But, <laughs> if it's successful... I expect it to be on the West End and Broadway, potentially now, in the future. another call to action for our listeners. Um, those of you who are planning a trip to Disneyland, buy twice the tickets you need. <laughs> Make sure this is a hit, because I need to see it. Yeah, it's quite fun. And I've never been to Disneyland. 
maybe it's an excuse to go to Disneyland. I've said, like, I'd always go back to Florida. And if I was ever in LA again, I would do, like, Disneyland as well. Okay. But if you ever I've heard fancy... the LA one isn't all up to much. Well, the Orlando one's got four theme parks and two water parks. So it's just in another, like... On another level. Yeah. Whereas Disney's two and Paris is two. Right. Um, I'd go to Disneyland Paris, 100%. It's let's not hop, that far. Let's hop on a train then. I knew you were going to say train. I was waiting for you to say plane and I was going to like See, the get you. The difference between you and I is that plane travel is no longer my instinctive choice. <laughs> <laughs> right, and anyway. If I rub off on you, it won't be long before it's not yours. I prefer, I love trains, I told you. I love trains as it's well. such a cool... When I interrailed, I loved that whole experience of Honestly, jumping on and off trains. me too. Um... So, tell me about Oscars week. So, where we've where we're at is earlier on in the Oscars race, people thought, right, it's going to be this person, it's going to be that person, and then as I mentioned on the last episode, the SAG Awards happened and everyone's kind Remind of Remind me what the SAG Awards? Screen are. Actors Guild Awards. Right. So, when you're a working actor, yeah. you have to be part of the Screen Actors Guild. Yeah. So, the SAG Awards are voted by fellow actors. Yeah. There's also yeah. the Producers Guild Awards, which I think are happening this week, and yeah. the Writers Guild Awards, which yeah. are all voted by, like, respectively. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought we should make a few predictions. Mm, okay. I'm just looking at some of the noms now. So I think we do just the main ones, because there's a lot. Um, so, like, the top, th- like, best film, best actress, and best actor. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, best actress. Uh, who have we got? Andrea We've got Kate Blanchett in Tar. We've got Anna Diarmas for Blonde. We've got Andrea Riseborough for Two Leslie. We've got Michelle Williams for The Fablemans. Mm. And we've got Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. We've only I seen would say, three well, yeah, we've five. not actually seen all of them, so we can't comment. I would have said. I bet it's Kate Blanchett, but I really want it to be Michelle Yeoh. And I would say after everything that's happening recently, the race is on between those two. Yeah. And I'd be very happy with either of them, but I would probably be happier if it was Michelle Yeoh. I'm going to agree with you there. Can we put Michelle Yeoh as our official prediction? Yeah, because I really, really want to see everything everywhere, like, sweep the board as well. Because I think it's such an ingenious, different (sighs) film. The difficulty with it, though, is it's pretty much a year since it came out. Yeah, but it's gaining momentum, that's what I'm saying. It's getting no. traction, okay. so okay. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, I'll hold out hope. Um, Michelle, yeah, you heard it here first. Go on then, best actor. Nominees are Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inner Sharon, Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Paul Mascal for After Sun, which I just love that he's got mm. an Oscar nom, and Bill Nye for Living. Living! Living! Um, there's one in there. I think in Drag Race style, there's a top three here. So, I think it's between Austin Butler and Brendan Fraser. But I would like to see Colin Farrell take it home. Ah. That's my personal. See, if it were entirely up to me and not the Academy, my top three would be Brendan Fraser, Colin Farrell and Paul Mescal. And I would expect it to go to... Oh, maybe Brendan Fraser. I'd love to see Brendan Fraser win yeah. for the world, to be honest. But so would I, especially with everything he's been through for his. Um... And didn't Austin Butler win the? 
He won the BAFTA. BAFTA. He won the Golden Globe. And the Golden Globe. Come on. Um, but Brendan Fraser did win, did win the SAG, so... Okay. We're waiting. I want to call it for Brendan Fraser, then. We'll see. Right. Best film. Best picture, sorry. Are we doing best director? Oh, are we? Yeah. Martin McDonough for The Banshees of Inner Sharon. Daniel Kwan, or the... Or, sorry, not the Daniels. Daniels for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans. Todd Field for Tar. And Ruben Oslund for Triangle of Sadness, which we've still not seen. Uh, I'd like to see it go to either Martin McDonough or Daniels. Same. But I do think Todd Field's work for Tar was, like, really, really, yeah. really good. Yeah. But I would like to see... Daniels win for everything everywhere. I agree. Best picture. Oh, it has got women talking in there. Yeah. Um, it won't win. No. But we've got All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar the Way of Water. Got this loads. The Banshees of Inner Sharon, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. I will actually say for a best picture category. There's quite, quite a lot of variety. Yeah, there's a lot of variety, and there's quite a lot of, like... They're not all just niche indie films, are they? Avatar and Top Gun, which were, like, box office bonanzas. Yeah. Elvis, which, you know, you've got a German language all quiet on the Western front. Like, there's lots of stuff going on in there. Mm. Um, and I would say... Oh, top three. All quiet... Mm. Banshees mm. and everything everywhere. Yeah, I agree. Oh, I Not necessarily. I really, in that really order. love Tar. I really love Tar and Top Gun Maverick. But that... well, I mean, there is a reason they're nominated, isn't there? I mean, I, I, <laughs> I love them all. I'm not the only one I'm not seeing is Triangle of Sadness, but um, I'm sure Fablemans. I love that as well. Oh, and the Fablemans. Um, I'm not so sure I will love that um, when I do catch up on that, but um, we'll see. I don't know. I'm going to maintain my support for everything everywhere. So am I. Yeah. I would really, really like to see. I would absolutely um, love for it to win. Yeah. The one that I'm most... I won't mention all the other categories, but the one that I am kind of really hoping wins. Mm. Whilst All Quiet's score was amazing, Babylon needs to win best score because that was just... Yeah. <laughs> um, should we cater to our gay audience, if there is one? I don't know who listens to this. I'm sure quite a lot of our listeners are. Are you Team Rihanna or Team Gaga for Best Original Song? Gaga. But I've not seen RRR, but from what I've heard from Natu Natu, no, and it's getting performed at the I would, um, Oscars. Yeah. I would like that to win. Natu Natu is brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Um, where are we? Well, what a time we've had. <laughs> but now it's time to cast our minds into the future and get excited for what's coming up in the world of film. It's time now for Trailer Trash or Treasure. And what have we got this time? Well, this time, King, we've got... Um, is this a live-action remake? Mm -hmm. Peter Pan and Wendy. I love how it's like... It's not walk. That's not the word I'll use, but I can imagine, like, the Daily Mail going, why couldn't they just call it Peter Pan? Why have they got to put and Wendy in these days? You know what that I mean? That feels like a reach, that, doesn't no, it? 
Are you aware how much those papers reach? Yeah, that's what I mean. That's it's a reach. Yeah, I thought you were saying what I said was a reach. Well, no. How do we... Shall we watch it? Uh, let's first just remind the listeners of the usual rules. The Rules? Li- <laughs> <laughs> the link to this uh, trailer is in the show notes. And so you must you... watch along. <laughs> so if you would like to watch along with us, pause this podcast now, have a quick watch, and rejoin us after the sparkles. See you in a mile. Bye. What's your reaction? Trash. Oh, what? 100%. Why? I think we're in for another Pinocchio type situation. Oh, why? It... What makes you say that? Why are they doing these? Okay, no. The I difference. Do... No. I, I... I was really excited when they started doing these live action remakes because mm-hmm. I wanted them to add something. I wanted them to... The change in medium to add something, and this looks like it adds fuck all. With this, they're writing a wrong. Why? Because the original one was a less than was a greater than disrespectful portrayal of Native Americans. For one, yeah, that's true. Um, and I think it looks nice and fun and gritty, and it's a much more diverse cast. So no, I can't see sold. how it's going to go wrong. Not sold at all. Well. The kids' acting's awful, straight away. I can tell. I can tell from the few scenes that we saw. Mm. In, when you pull these films from animation, the magic of animation to me is that you can tell things in a, the story that you can't in, in the real world. Mm, a lot of that looks like it's CGI. I mean the visuals of it. Like, you can tell, like, it's different. Like, you can bang a crocodile on its head where it's got a ticker inside of it, and it's foot, like, it, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I really want to like them, and I I really want to like The Little Mermaid coming this year as well, but everything I've seen of that so far, I'm, I'm also like, ugh. like, I'll watch them, because I love the Disney films, I wouldn't say Peter Pan was particularly high on my list as a oh, kid. I used to love Peter Pan. Um, I always remember the ride, speaking of Disneyland, mm. and it was, you were in a boat, and the sound, the soundtrack was on. You can fly, you can fly, you can fly, you can yeah. fly. And you're in a boat, and you were looking down, yeah. and it, you weren't that high up, but it on the ground was like, it made London look really little. It's quite okay. cool. It's like yeah. quite a kiddie film. Yeah. Uh, ride. Ride in Disney, but um, sounds fun. It was. It was cute. Um, my only concern, like I think I hear you when you say there is a difference in the magic of animation than live action, and it does make sense. I wonder if the best thing to do or to hope for is that the films are going to be in and of themselves good. And the problem with some of the live action remakes is that if they've been near enough frame for frame, that's where they've been falling short. They've not been telling a story that's appropriate to the medium. They've just been doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know. This one looks like it's a little bit less frame for frame than the other. Yeah, okay. But I do prepare to be stand corrected. Stand? Held? No. <laughs> I do prepare to stand corrected if necessary, but I'm going to reserve judgment for after I've seen it. Well, it's going in the tra- trash. It's going in the bin for me. Oh, no, I'm going to keep it. Treasure. Um, we won't have to wait that long to see if you are stood. When's it out? 28th of April. On Disney Plus. Straight to Disney Plus. Well, Disney can't be that confident in it then. 
<laughs> we'll see. Um, and now it's time for this week's headline feature, Cocaine Bear, coming up right after the short break. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Would you like to start or shly? <laughs> Do you have a plot synopsis? I do, actually. Okay, go on, because I was struggling with it. An oddball group of cops, criminals, tourists and teens converge on a Georgia forest where a huge black bear goes on a murderous rampage after unintentionally ingesting cocaine. Yes, you heard me right. That is the plot synopsis. Did you write that all of your own? Yeah. Why are you looking at me like that? Yeah, I did. You did? Mm, totally nice. original. Totally. I'm inclined not to believe you. Um. <laughs> so when this trailer came out, it kind of broke the internet a bit because it was like... And I, d- and I do praise it for being a silly film and really leaning in to the silliness. And anyone that produces a B-movie of this kind of thing on a Hollywood budget to me has some balls. Elizabeth Banks, you've done it again. She has. And I I do praise her for doing that. But this is a really bad film. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like, really bad. Um, It's... I don't think it's actually that bad, though, because it's in on the joke. So why did we both... And I won't mention the star ratings yet, but why did we both give it the low ones that we did? I still stand by mine. I'm probably going to end up talking myself up a bit. Right. I didn't realise I was so harsh. Like, when it really, really leans into it, it's at its best, I would say. So when it starts, so you've got this cold open, which is just this drug guy throwing all the cocaine out of a plane. Um... He then jumps out himself, but hits his head on the way out. Tuts himself, And then his parachute doesn't open. Yeah. Um, so you've got that scene. And then the first scene with the bear, it's it's a bit like Jaws, where you don't see the bear. And it's like... And you, I expected it to be, like, way more violent than it actually is when it started. So the first 20 they, like, minutes, I thought, yeah, I was like, oh, and a lot this of what, isn't what I thought it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, a lot of the gore happened off screen, and I was like, this is, 
interesting. I don't think I'm here for this for an hour and a half. And then when it really leans into it... But that was just first gear, you go, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, right, there's the violence. Um, and I would say the film, when it really leans, it leans into the silliness of itself, is when it's at its best. And the best scene for me is to do with the ambulance chase, um, which we'll probably get at when we talk about other bits moving forward. But do you agree with me in that sense? Like, when it really, really leans into the silliness, that's when it's at its best. I think, um, yes, I agree with you there. Like, when the actual plot kicks in and the plot devices that are used to bring all of these groups of people together... Yeah, so it's one of those stupid. where all of the character, Well, majority of the characters are unrelated to each other mm. in any way, shape or form, and it's this weird event that means their lives intertwine. <laughs> which I love about a film. I, I think it's No, really I don't mind that. Not in this film, though. No, like, I just mean, in, no, in a general sense... I like it. That, yeah. The way storytelling can intertwine, intertwine unrelated people is a fun concept to me. Yeah, I agree. But I think the way it does it with all these groups of character is really forced and really quite heavy-handed. And... Like, there's a group of the teens who, for some reason, are a group of stabby teens for no reason whatsoever. What do you mean for no They're reason? just going through the National Park wanting they're to stab people. Like, don't get that in the North Yorkshire Mowers. They're, they're disenfranchised youths, and actually, stabby teens do exist in North Yorkshire. No, but it just felt, I don't know, I was like, that's, I don't they're disenfranchised that's really weird to me. nothing else to do but carry knives and scare people. No, but they actually attacked somebody. Yeah. And for what reason? Nothing. I don't know. They attacked um, a black man in the 1980s, I guess. Mm, is that a reach? Well. Maybe. I think that is a reach yeah. for this film. I think we're giving it more. Yeah. Um, But... <laughs> Yeah, I just like so that that bit I thought was heavy handed, and I liked when it was silly. But then when it kicked in with the more plot heavy stuff, so a lot of the um, film and the story in quotation marks mm-hmm. is around like this mum and daughter figure uh, relationship. And I thought when that kicked in, I was like, I don't care why this daughter doesn't like her mum, and now her mum's come to her rescue. It wasn't like, like she didn't like her mum, was it? Yeah, she didn't like. like they had, like, a bit of a strange relationship, didn't they? I didn't get that. I think that... Yeah, well, exactly. The yeah. daughter was supposed to be at school and the mum was supposed to be at work. Yeah, she was causing a bit of trouble. Split up from her dad. She was saying how she'd neglected her a bit she's having to work loads of shifts. But I didn't care. I was like, this is not what I'm here for. I'm here for silly ambulance chases where somebody... Fall, when, it, when it accelerates hard, she mm. flies out of it in a... What they're called when you're strapped in. Um, Ambulance uh, bed. Um, there's a name for them. And her face scrapes across the, fl- the floor of the road and that's how she dies. Like, that's what I'm here for with this film. Um, and... A gurney. A gurney? I've never heard that in my entire life. Well, it says gurney, trolley, bed or cart, but I would call it a gurney. I would say, like, grab the trolley. If I was a paramedic, which I'm not. As but... if you're going around the supermarket. Grab the trolley now. <laughs> um, but that's when I liked it. That's when and and just precluding that that scene is when they're in this cabin in the national forest. And the bit that really really made me laugh 
where the bear is hiding in the back room and two police officers discover the ranger and the mm, other guy. Paramedics. Paramedics, sorry. And they discover, and she can't really speak because the bear's attacked her. <laughs> and these paramedics well, got... are really caught off guard because they've just been called up for a concussion. Yeah, and they're like, oh my God, someone's been shot in the head, which was a funny scene to start with because yeah. she missed the bear and shot somebody in the head. And then the ranger can't speak she's been attacked by the bear. And the paramedic is like putting the stethoscope on her, <laughs> on her chest <laughs> to listen to her. And the, the the ranger like pulls the stethoscope up to her mouth out of the paramedic's hand and just goes, bear. Do it, <laughs> do it against the microphone and see if it. Bear. <laughs> <laughs> I was like absolutely in hysterics. Brilliant. Like that was funny and it really really made me howl the whole film is funny outrageous bombastic but i can't give it the star rating any more than the star rating i gave it because it's a really bad film uh yeah well um i'd maybe go up a notch a notch i think it was trying to be a shit film and i almost think that means it deserves credit for not being because it's being what it's trying to be no but what i'm trying like to say is like the silly scenes is where it was at its best it's almost like when the proper plot kicked in and it tried to have some kind of cohesiveness which was like a really basic it, you've got a mother daughter relationship you've got a drug cartel trying to get the drugs back it wasn't fleshed out it was basic as anything and that's when it was like the studio have gone oh we need this to you know can we can, it, it's almost like, yeah, oh, we need this to have a bit strong. of something more to it. But I think they should have just totally lent into the silliness of it even more. Right. The CGI was good. So for this one, not having a plot was a downside. But for John Wick, not having a plot is a plus. Is they that do what you're have telling a plot. me? They do have a plot. Not one worth telling. They do have a plot. You stole my car. I'm going to destroy the city. Oh, we're not on John Wick right I now. I know, but I just mean... It's double standards, personally. I think you're being unfair. Ned, you <laughs> gave this the same star rating that I gave. I know, like, but I'm talking myself up really like quickly. Exactly the same. I'm going to change and it. And the review that went out on our Instagram this week was scathing, so that's already written for people to see. So. That's fine. I am an imperfect human. And it's my prerogative to change my mind. Anyway, one of my favourite things about the Wikipedia page for this is uh, a side-by-side photo. (laughs) And the caption is, the eponymous cocaine bear left. (laughs) And director, Elizabeth Banks. Right. As if we didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You agree the CGI was quite good. I do agree, the CGI was quite good. And I enjoyed the cinematography, like the camera work was quite clever. The cinematography of Cocaine Bear. Honestly, there were some really nice views in there. And on the kind of roving shots as well, I was like, I can tell something funny is about to happen. And then it did. Right. Didn't pick up on any, like, shot to think, oh, my God, that's beautiful. One of them, it was running through, like, there was some long grass, there was some bushes and some trees, and then I think it was arriving at the bear's cave. Um, And I just noticed it, and I thought, yeah, I can tell what's coming, and then chaos ensued. 
One thing I didn't quite get, I was almost, you know, when we look out for details early on, that mm. you think that's going to be used later on. Yeah. Um, the boy whose name has slipped my mind doesn't matter. Has a toy version of like a boxing champion belt. Oh yeah. Or like a wrestling belt, whatever that is. Does he? Yeah. Right. Um, and I was like, hmm. That boy is wearing this piece of metal, and there are guns around. Maybe someone's going to shoot at him, and that belt will save his life. And then it just didn't. There were op- there were opportunities for him to get shot at, and it could have been funny, and it just it felt like it wasted. Speaking of the kids, you know what made me a little bit uncomfortable? The fact that they, they did, did cocaine. <laughs> The fact that they ate it. I know. And they were like, oh, this is disgusting. I was like, it's little kids like, oh, I've done coke before. And the, the girl's so like, oh, I'll do it funny. again then. And he just takes this almighty knife full How much of should cocaine. I take? Mm, about a tablespoon. <laughs> I was like, what the hell am I watching? Like, this is just <sighs> stupid. Um, uh, do you know what I did also like as well? The costumes. <laughs> What costumes? A nurse outfit, a ranger outfit. Well, her makeup was fierce, the paramedic. (laughs) You have remembered far too many details. Blue eyeshadow, very 80s. (laughs) And she was so dry. Anyway, also, bright pink jumpsuit for the mum, as if a bear isn't going to see you in that. And what's his name, who's in Modern Family? I'm getting to him. Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Him, his wig. That's what I've put. Hilarious. Wasn't good production design or costume design. The wig was shocking. Looks like something you'd buy down in Leeds Market and then shove on your head as a fancy dress girl. I didn't mean it was gorgeous. I just meant I liked it. Fair. Because this had the budget where they could have paid a few extra dollars for his wig and they chose not to. I can't, uh, yeah, I can't believe you're giving so much praise to this And I also think it deserves credit for being so hilarious and not a single joke punched down. Oh, you did say that. That's fair. That's fair. And I think it's worth pulling that into the conversation with comedies because most successful comedies throughout history have always been at the expense of some marginalised group and this just wasn't. Yeah. So... Kudos for that. I didn't like Ray Liotta's performance, and I don't like to speak ill of the dead, but... Who was he? Was he the... The dad of the drug the drug dealer who comes in and... Like... Yeah, not my fave character. No, and it is his first po- posthumous release. Posthumous? Posthumous. But he's got a lot more... He's got five more films, four more films to come out that he'd filmed before his death, so hopefully they're a bit better than this. Because okay. I wouldn't want to be... They did add a little um, in memory of message at the end, didn't they? I was waiting to see if they did, but yeah, yeah, they did. Very nice. Are we like, I know we haven't talked about it very much, but there isn't all that much to talk about, is there? Who was your favourite character? The the ranger. Same. Margot Martingale. Yeah. She was like. She was just funny. She was was like, when her scenes cropped up, I was like, she's the comic relief I need. Like, it's still quite funny. Who's been smoking? Like, who's been smoking? Him. Him. And like, the way she put that perfume on, because that guy was coming to see her. 
I just thought it was all just quite funny. Yeah. I did give it, yeah, I will yeah. give it that. Um, but not, not great. Uh, Favourite sequence was the ambulance. Easily. The, that whole scene was just I, did, so I did quite funny. like the scene where um, the bear was trying to go up one tree to get the oh, boy, yeah. gets a whiff of cocaine, runs down a tree, up across the floor... And like up straight the up the tree yeah. because basically this bear, as well as it ingesting the cocaine, then becomes Gets a bit a of a coke addict, it. doesn't he? Yeah. Um, that was funny. There was one bit where it was sniffing something and there was a pile of cocaine and it snorted it. That made me laugh. <laughs> oh, it actually like, yeah, may like as well have got a five pound it, note and gone. Like that, yeah. Silly. Very silly. Yeah. Oh my god, completely forgot about the police officer with the cute dog. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, oh, that was... No, that was stupid as well. He was the police officer investigating the fact that this guy from the very start had landed without his parachute opening, which you may remember Declan mentioning. Hmm. Um, and somehow ended up in Georgia. I didn't like all that dog stuff. I didn't think it was for, oh, you have a dog? Oh, can you look at it? Yeah, and then that stupid. And then that other police officer who was actually part actually of the in drug. On it. Yeah. Stupid. No, daft. Daft. Yeah, I think on balance, I've probably taught myself up a little bit, but not much. I <laughs> think it would have been maybe better as like a chase film. Like a small collective of characters... Almost get rid what of the, chase? like getting chased back, like hunted by this bear, a bit like prey, like predator, predator, yeah, <laughs> little bit like that. I think the drug cartel stuff. Obviously, we needed to know how and why. Well, did we need to know actually how and why the cocaine had fallen out and why there was all these drug people after it? Well, I think for those who haven't seen, what's that Tom Cruise one, where? Oh, me and your dad watched it at Christmas. I have no idea. And he's in a plane. Oh, he's like an American yeah. something. Yeah. If you've not seen that, you don't know how drugs get dropped out of planes, unless you're part of the system. <laughs> and um, I've seen Narcos, so I feel like I'm pretty clear. Oh, maybe if you've watched Narcos as well. Yeah, I used to love that when I was on Netflix. Um, Star rating? Have we mentioned that it's based on a true story? I think when we say that, I think it really... It took the story. If we say loosely... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like, there isn't a looser no. adaptation of a true story. No, there isn't. In existence. No. Um, but yes. Well, how true... What happened? In 1985... Yeah. An American black bear died after ingesting a duffel bag full of cocaine. Right. Nobody was killed by the bear. Nobody even knows what the bear did in the minutes between <laughs> eating the cocaine and dying. But that's what happened. And the bear was found in Georgia and is currently taxidermied and on display in Kentucky. I'll have to go to Kentucky sometime. Oh, and it only got named Cocaine Bear in 2015. So 30 years on, it was finally named poor thing yeah don't do drugs kids oh my god it was found three months <laughs> after it died 
with 40 opened plastic containers of cocaine next to it. No wonder it died. Poor thing. God. Start rating then. Well, we gave it two, didn't we? Um, and I stand by my two. Okay. Maybe nudge up to a two and a half, but it's certainly not a three. I'm going to go up to two, two and a half. And the final question that we do now, how gay is it, Ned? Let me just get the equipment out. <laughs> this is so just silly. It's as silly as this film. Calibrate this device. <laughs> Let's see. Ah, oh, it's Campus Christmas. See, I saw somebody describe cocaine bear as a straight person's Megan. Ooh. And I thought... Yeah, that's quite apt. That was quite... Fair play. Although I probably laughed at this more than I did. I definitely laughed at this more than I did Megan. But I get what the person meant on Twitter. Oh, and we went and saw this at the cinema with my younger brother Guy, which was nice. It was. Um, And we were all... Tittering away. Tittering away. Weren't we? Yeah. Nice and funny. Two and a half star film, five star experience. No. <clears throat> Tell you what, this film, I would see it on again. 4DX. Yeah, I would. Ooh. I actually would. That's the perfect film again to That's see. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. We need to remember 4DX exists for when silly films come out. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Okay. Oh, honestly. I'm doing me Ned move on gesture to him. I am stalling because you've done it. I feel affronted. (sighs) And that's all for this time, folks. We're going to argue after this. (gasps) (laughs) Big argument. Not before a holiday. If you have enjoyed this episode of Gaze on Film, please subscribe, rate and comment on your podcast platform of choice. Don't forget also to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We are at Gaze on Film Pod and check out our letterbox. Uh, the links for those are in the show notes. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Well, especially on this one, definitely. So please do feel free to drop us a message. I have been Ned. And I have been Declan. And this has been Gaze on Film. Thanks for listening. Bye. you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volure xc For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.